Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily Morrison. I'm Veronica Wade-Lewis. And we're coming at you to talk all things witchy. Today's topic is divination. Divination, as according to the Oxford Dictionary, says the practice, divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. Whoa. So <laughs> I'm not sure what supernatural means are. No. If yeah. Maybe it means tapping into the supernatural or the otherworldly. That I would resonate with. Yeah. So you guys may have heard of divination. Uh, things like tarot cards, runes, mm-hmm. pendulums, scrying mirrors. There's all kinds of divination. And today we're going to go ahead and move through some of the different types of divination and um, ways that you might use them. And then in the future episodes, we can definitely spend a little more time on individual types of divination. So today's kind of like an overview. Yeah. So where should we start? Sort of tarot. Yeah. (laughs) So tarot is pretty common. I love how you say tarot. (laughs) (laughs) You say tarot. I do. And I say tarot. Right. It's like tomato and tomato, only witchy. But witchy better. <laughs> Way witchy better. Um, so tarot decks are generally 78 cards. And they are made up of two different arcanas. So two different types of deck. Or mm-hmm. two different types of cards. Excuse me, not decks. Um, there's 22 major arcana cards. And there are 56 minor arcana cards. I'm using Veronica's math, so I hope that's right. The total of 78 <laughs> cards. That is correct. Awesome. Woo! Um, yeah, math and science, both not my strongest suits. But um, anyway, so the major arcana is kind of a story, basically. Those 22 cards tell the story of the fool's journey. And the fool starts out in card zero being all naive and he's going on an adventure and he's all excited and he's usually depicted with his little dog and his little bundle of things that he's taking with him. Yeah. Yeah, His pack. Um, And the cards culminate in the world or the universe, depending on the deck. Um, So he goes through all these trials and tribulations. He learns about himself. He has things happen like the tower where everything comes falling down um, death. Yeah, he comes across death, that that kind of death of something before something else can be reborn. He learns about himself through the journey, and it all comes to this um, beautiful ending with the world or the universe where he's learned all the things and he kind of ascends, right? But that even that is an ending, mm-hmm. a death, and it begins all over again, right? So you can follow that fool's journey over and over again in a cycle. Um, and learn a lot about yourself along the way. The other cards, the 56 minor arcana cards, are 
very much like playing cards. Yeah, right? They are with the numbers, yeah. Yeah. So you get four suits, and those four suits represent the four different elements. So um, cups are water, pentacles are earth. Swords are fire. No, swords are. I always switch those. <laughs> I switch them too. It's so bad. Um, swords, swords are, are air. air. So you think yeah. about cutting through your mind. Thoughts. Yeah. Um, and. Wands. Are, are fire. fire. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I always switch those up too. And I think that's because when I think of magical tools, I think about wands as being more air-like. Yeah, because you're moving it through air and it feels light. You know, whereas the sword is like, it's powerful and, you know, has that energy of sharpness. Um, and it's forged. Exactly. In flame. In fire. Right. But we digress because that's actually tools, not tarot. In tarot, swords are air. For a good reason. Because thoughts. Because of mind. Yeah. yeah. And so- your mind is is air. <laughs> your, your mind is air. It can be air. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts are powerful. They're like communication. They're associated with air. And uh, they show up in the cards in that way. So there's four different suits. And all the suits have um, ace through ten. And each of those cards kind of tells a story of a journey as well. You know, they start with the ace, which is the beginning. And you move through ten, which is the fruition of that journey. And then you have court cards. Mm-hmm. And depending on your deck, those might be um, page. page, knight, queen, king. Mm-hmm. Um, some decks use variations on those. And you might see things like princess or prince mm-hmm. or um, I can't think of any others right now off the top of my head. But I know there's other ones. Um, yeah. And each one of those suits, um, relays, we were talking or correlates to, um, to something. So the, the swords we just spoke of speaks to the mind. Um, so you can imagine that the water element, the cups would be emotions. your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you move to pentacles and you're thinking earth, you're thinking about uh, money, mm-hmm. uh, kind of survival things like home and yep. uh, body, health, wealth. I mean, material me, health, items, wellness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, material items. And then when you think about fire or you think about wands, you're also you're thinking about action. Mm-hmm. So taking action, moving forward, the drive, right? All of that lives within those. So that's how tarot works. And most tarot decks uh, follow this sort of format. There are some that deviate, um, but but this is sort of the general format for those. And you can use these cards to, you know, ask a question. There's different types of ways you can lay them out. Uh, You can do something simple by just pulling a card and using that to answer your question or to ask yourself, what is it that I need to know today? And pulling a card. You could also do like a three-card pull and do like past, present, future of the situation. Um, or you can get more creative and and there's more elaborate spreads. Like the Celtic cross is probably one of the most common spreads that, mm-hmm. that you see when you open up a tarot book. Um, and that's a little bit more detailed and covers a lot more um, topics. Yeah, there's a lot of spreads out mm-hmm. there um, in our circle our woman's circle 
we've had so many different spreads. I mean, you can look them up online, Pinterest, and just there's so many for any occasion. You can do an element one. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do one for the holiday or the um, Sabbath or... Um, didn't we do one for getting to know your crystals one time? Oh, that's right. The crystal yeah. one. That was really cool. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ways that you can use tarot. And, and if we're not careful, we're going to dive in a little too deep here. Um, so I'm going to transition us away from tarot and just talk about oracle cards because these are different. Mm-hmm. And oracle cards are decks that do not necessarily follow a story. They're not – if you buy – two different Oracle decks, they're probably not going to be used in the exact same way or have the exact same meaning for the cards. Um, Some examples of Oracle decks just in front of me, I have the goddess Oracle. That's the only one that, well, I I think there's animal, animal one too. There's an animal Oracle deck. There's a lot of them. There's, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, there's so many Oracle decks. I have the animal spirit deck here. Um, I have, you want to hold that? Mm -hmm. Um, I have the Work Your Light Oracle. I have the Fairy Oracle. I mean, okay, Emily's a card junkie. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have like three decks. Emily has like 20. I do. I might actually have more than 20. Um, it, between my tarot decks and my Oracle card decks, like I almost need a bookshelf just for those. That's incredible. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like I said, it's a problem because what's really funny is I find ones that I really love and then I go back and use those over and over again. Um, and the ones that I'm not as in love with, I don't use as frequently. So they just kind of sit there and look nice or I bust them out and go, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then I use it for a while. A lot of times it's artwork that'll speak to you because yes. it's so different in, in all the different decks, um, whether it's Oracle or Tarot. Um, and it might it'll speak to you and, and that'll be, oh, this is my way in. Um, for this divination tool. Mm-hmm. So that's an important thing. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, how do you choose a deck? And I say, look at it, if possible, feel it. So oftentimes if you go to a bookstore, they might have a sample deck out. And if you have the opportunity to feel it, or you have a friend who has decks and you can kind of go through them. If you have a friend who has a deck problem like me, <laughs> you can go over to their house and find one. <laughs> try them out because they all feel different. They're printed mm-hmm. on different cardstock. You might love the artwork on one, but hate the way they shuffle. So different shapes. Some of them are circular. Oh yeah. 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 The, what one's that one? Mother piece. Yeah. Um, so it's really good to, to check them out and see what, what you feel really pulled to. Um, there is no right type of artwork or right, you know, Oracle deck or tarot deck. You have to pick the one that feels right for you because you're the one who's going to be using your energy through it. Mm. So we're going to leave that at decks right now, unless you have one more thing to add. No, no, that's good. Let's move on to the next thing. (laughs) Well, let's let's move on to runes because that's yeah, that's your jam. That's my jam. I'm in no way an expert, and it's um, a definitely a lake um, of information, if not a sea. And I know a little bit about it, and I've um, I really resonate um, with the runic alphabet, um, and that's how I first um, discovered it. Was oh, this these are interesting shapes. What does this mean? It looks really ancient. Um, and it is. So um, there is the elder and the younger Futhark, and it is a alphabet 
also um, is used for divination as well. So it's an alphabet, it's a language, and it's a divination tool. And um, the runes, it's a the language of the Nordic people. So I um, I resonate with that area as well. I name my daughter Freya. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I found the runes, and I fa- I find that they um, speak to me in a different way than Tarot does. Um, there's 24 runes in the Elder Futhark that is that I um, use, and these symbols um, symbolize different things. Um, and it's a different language. So I could be totally butchering some of these words. And I, I go online sometimes and get pronunciations and some people say it one way and some people say it a different way. And, um, but Feu is one of them and that's about, um, prosperity and, and, um, property and, uh, kind of, uh, even equates to, the pentacles in the tarot. So these are, these are earthly things. So it's a whole alphabet and, and just like tarot, you can use it. You can pick one rune Mm -hmm. and, Oh, you know, ask a question, pick a rune. Um, what do I need right now? Even pick a rune. Um, or you can, you know, pick three or, um, what I love to do is a little bit more involved. Um, this is kind of in the way of a spread, um, is I take the runes and this is just another way of practicing and you shake them and then you throw them out in front of you. Um, And then all of the stones that are facing up are the ones in play and the ones that you are facing down. So I've made my own stones, by the way, you can purchase them as well. Um, How did you make these Veronica? um, I bought, well, I, um, I have a Dremel. Oh, that's what, yeah, I used a Dremel because these are small, you, again, use your imagination. <laughs> These are small, smooth stones um, that are flat, and they each have something engraved on them, a symbol engraved on them, which is the alphabet, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're engraved into it. So I wondered how you were able to carve into stone. Yeah, with the Dremel. Okay. So I I went about gathering stones at the beach and mm-hmm. rivers and just really special places to me and trying to find the most the stones that look the most alike, because you don't want them to really stick out. I actually have one stone in there that's really sticks out above all the other ones that are different. Oh, that's a different one. (laughs) That's carved on. Those are other stones. Anyways, (laughs) this one. (laughs) Um, I'm digging through her rune chest here. So actually a lot of, a lot of the rune, the, the casting of the rune stones, um, is a, I don't know how it's associated with the bones, throwing bones, uh-huh. but it has that feeling of you're throwing, um, you know, the, the stones out, what's lifting up. And then you can, you can look at it as a story of what your question is. So if let's say, you know, 10 of the 24 that you threw out, and then you might see the story that is coming into play of what you have asked. Um, and it's, it takes some time. And it takes some time to get to know each one of these runes and how um, how you resonate with them, what they mean to you. I could just go on and on, a whole one well, about that. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the car. I mean, I think we should. I think at some point we should really delve into a whole episode about runes. But it's like with the cards, you know, what do they mean to you? So mm-hmm. you bust out your book and it tells you a meaning. But what does it mean to you when you look at that card or feel into that card? What does it mean to you when you hold that rune and look mm-hmm. at that rune? Um 
and and kind of going off of what you said about throwing bones so there is an a, a form of divination that was used in the past that I've read about um where people would take small animal bones and they would have them in a pouch or a cup and then kind of rattle them around shake them up and throw them out and the pattern in which they mm-hmm. fell was you know it was read by probably a seer or a um soothsayer or somebody in the community who was a visionary and they would read these um, whatever way they were laying there meant different things about the future. And so this is one way that they, those things were used. You've probably seen that in a movie. If any of you've seen Willow. Oh, is it in Willow? They do that in Willow. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen that movie in so long. I totally (laughs) forgot. Best movie. Oh my gosh. Um, And also just thinking about like old, I mean, all of these probably have their origins in in other times. But another one that I know I've read about and um, actually read about evidence being found at different archaeological sites, and I wish I could remember where I read that so I could tell you, (laughs) but but I remember reading about it, um, was about animal divination and using animals, slicing them open um, and allowing their entrails to fall out and whatever way in which they fell would also tell a story. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm a vegetarian and a super huge animal lover, so this is a little disturbing for me. (laughs) Not going to do that one. Not going to choose that tool. I don't encourage you to do that either. Might not be yours. (laughs) Might not be your tool. But just historically, (laughs) (laughs) this was a thing that, you know, had had been done in the past. Um, And like throwing bones, it had to be, you know, I guess interpreted by Mm -hmm. somebody who was skilled in this area. And how they got skilled, I'm not sure. Practice, well, probably practice and probably else. from someone else. Yeah, yeah. Your, uh, you know, your mentor, your mentor. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Your apprentice. You have an apprenticeship. Yes. So cool. we're kind of making this up, <laughs> by the way. That that part, we're just we're just shooting yeah, we from the hip. I don't know. I don't know about that. Anyway, so I don't remember that lifetime. <laughs> um, other things, pendulums pendulums do you use your pendulum oh my gosh the the way i use my pendulum is almost like sacrilegious to a witch (laughs) so it's like i don't know what to do right now yes or no yes or no (laughs) tell me now (laughs) that's how i use my pendulum which is like you know there's so many ways you could use your pendulum um but for me i usually use it as like a last to like a last effort of like, I don't know, like I used the tarot and I'm like, it's not giving me the answers. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for a yes or no. Right. You and know, pendulums are great for yes and no. Tarot is not a yes and no. No, it's much more open-ended. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, pendulums are basically some type of heavy item at the bottom of a string or chain. Um, and you hold the top of the chain and you ask it, you know, show me yes, and you see which direction it moves. Show me no, see which direction it moves. And then you can use it in a series of questions, yes and no questions. Um, it can also be used with spirit boards or what what are often called Ouija boards um, to kind of find letters or, you know, spell things out. That's a lot more tedious than mm-hmm. yes or no. Um, <laughs> I tend to use my pendulum mostly for yes or no or drawing out a chart. And asking mm-hmm. which thing on the chart um, I would be like, should I do this class or this class? Should mm-hmm. I go down this vacation or this vacation? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the choices I need to make right now? Um, 
Yeah. So pendulums. We used a pendulum. Do you remember when we went to the corn maze and used the pendulum to Which move? Which way to go? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I do remember that. Yeah. So just for fun, one year <laughs> we went to a corn maze around Halloween and we were with, a, with some gals from our women's circle yep. and uh, one of them had a pendulum and we decided we're going to only follow the pendulum and see if we can get out. I don't remember. We I, must, I, must, I do not we remember that. We lost. <laughs> I don't remember what came from that. I don't either. So. <laughs> you know, but you can use pendulums in lots of ways. Do yeah. I go right or left, you yeah. know? Uh, so very, very cool. I actually teach a whole um, class that's – I call them pendulum parties where people can come and learn all the different ways to use a pendulum because you can use it to read body energy. Um, you yeah, can use it I've for used. chakras. I've done that before many it's, times. That's helpful. Yeah, it's a really, really helpful tool. I know we have a body worker in common, mm-hmm. and she uses not just pendulums, but she uses her, her keys. Yeah, car she, keys. She uses her car keys. She's like, well, you can, you know, use use anything that has is heavy on one side. And, right. Yep. And I had said to her one time, I'm going to the gem fair today. I can totally pick you up a, you know, a pendulum. She's like, oh, no, I have loads. I've lost them all. I just, <laughs> I like, all right, cool. You know, that is everyday magic that right there. That is everyday magic. That is everyday witchiness. Scrying <laughs> um, is another form yes. of divination. Yeah. I um, led a circle many years ago. Um, so scrying is the act of looking into a reflective surface and seeing an image, having visions coming. Um, so a lot of it is just like letting go of that talking mind of yours that says oh I'm not hearing that or I'm not seeing that um because sometimes you might you know see things or hear things or um that come to you so it can be done in water Mm -hmm. um it can be done in fire which is not a reflective surface but the movement of the movement of it and you soften your gaze and gaze into it a crystal ball yeah gaze into the crystal ball that is so that's real I know yeah, it's not just fortune that. tellers. No, you can do that. You can do that. Um, but we've used, I've used just water and I've also used ink in water. That's Remember right. when we did that yep. ritual with the ink? I that do. I felt was super cool. Yeah, because it's like it clouds moves, almost, right? Yeah. You watch how it moves and what shapes it turns into and then you read that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So you can, and you can use a mirror. Like some people have blackened mirrors yep, for scrying. mirror. Yep. The reflective surface again. Again, softening your gaze, low lighting. What comes? What mm-hmm. do you see? Uh, <clears throat> there's other forms of divination like numerology, right? A lot of people yep. believe really strongly in numerology. And um, I am not skilled in it at all. So I actually can't really talk about it in a way that is appropriate, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Neither am I. But I do understand that it's about- Power of the numbers. Yeah, the power of different numbers yeah. and the way you add certain things up mm-hmm. equal this, um, this number, and then that means this. So there's a whole a whole realm out there of, of numbers. And with that, um, astrology is considered divination as well. Is it? It is. I never would have thought of it astrology is, as divination, but I guess it, it is because you're at you're 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 saying, you know, this is what the future is, or this is what oh, it right. is. Uh-huh. You know, according to the stars. So it is a, considered a supernatural way. <laughs> That's so fascinating because it's yeah. also scientific. It is. And it's with own. the with the degrees. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very talk linear. To a scientist. 
and ask them if they depends think astro- on the uh, it depends on the scientists. <laughs> Palmistry is another one. Yes, palmistry, looking at the lines in your palm and, um, you know, allowing them to determine, oh, well, this is your health line. This means this about your health. This is your love line. This means this about your, about your love life um, or your lifeline, right? That's kind of terrifying. But, yeah. Well, it's also kind of exciting. It just I got the little <laughs> sh- shivers. I was thinking about <laughs> I Outlander. I my hand and figure out when I'm going to die. But remember but, in Outlander when she had that split? and Oh, that's right. right. If that any means of you she's going to have two. read Outlander <laughs> <laughs> or watched it, you might remember a scene where Claire is getting her palm read mm-hmm. and finds out she's going to have this split. That's and it's true. because of her. Yeah. Her two. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't, no spoilers. But just <laughs> that happens. There's a, there's a scene. Oh, and speaking of Outlander, sorry, <laughs> there's another form of divination. Oh. Tea leaves. Oh, right. Reading yes. tea leaves. Yes. And I've actually, um, I've had my tea leaves read, and then I've also read about how to do it, and we did that one night. We did. I remember that in circle. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, and in the way that I learned how to do tea leaves was, you know, you basically have loose leaf tea, and you drink your tea down, and then you look at how the leaves pan out in, in the bottom of your cup. And some people read them in a timeline. So, you know, you go, um, what direction is this? Clockwise? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, please forgive us, guys. It's getting a little late on a Friday night. <laughs> Get a little tired here. But anyway, read them clockwise. And you pick out images um, and where the tea leaves land in the um, height of the cup also has something to do with how you read them. Okay. I don't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't I I read a I read a thing about it and that's why we did, tried it. But um but yeah, there's a whole art form to it. And and it's actually one of those things that's passed down mm-hmm. through many generations and you know which is also a really cool thing about divination is that so much of it is learned through oral tradition and practice. Wow, I think oh, we have the oh, oh the book wh- one. Wait, we have to say this word. Oh. What you need to know is that reading tea leaves is called tassiography. Tassiography. I think that's how you pronounce it, but yeah. I love that word. That's pretty cool. It's a fun one to say. Tassiography. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Sorry. What was the next thing you said? How about the bibliomancy? How do you say that? Right. Bibliomancy. Bibliomancy. So it's, and you were saying that you you did some research and found out that actually originated with the Bible. Well, there was, yeah. So you, um. So this is, I think Emily actually may have. I think I talked about, about it in this. our first episode. Yeah, in our f- first episode about um, as a form of divination is um, just shuffling through the pages of a book and closing your eyes and pointing to a passage. Um, and so I was reading online that um, this started with the Bible. Yeah, and hence the word interesting bibliomancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. Um, mm-hmm. so really you can use any book. Um, well, biblio means book also, but I imagine the origins of that Bible. Is Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really cool, easy one you can do pretty much anywhere that there's books. Another one that it has to do with your body is called phrenology. And this is considered a pseudoscience, but it's the idea that you can read somebody's skull by feeling the bumps and lumps and kind of the shape of a skull and determine their mental status and their personality through this. Wow. 
Yeah. That's it's trippy. It was a thing. Um, it was really interesting is that there are actually models of heads that you can find that have like, you know, kind of like how you see the palms, you see yeah, those, those models of that. hands. Yeah. So this would be a model of a head and it has like things graphed out on it as far as, well, if you have a bump here or if, yeah, that anyway. might mean, right. Super fascinating. We just ran through a whole list. Boy, we sure did. That's like a <laughs> lot of things. It's a lot of things. Yeah. So let's, did we leave anything out that we had on uh, our list? No. No, oh, there was one that I don't know much about, lithomancy. It's about crystals and stones and rocks oh, yeah, and reading them in divination. So Was yeah, it like casting something. them? It was casting them. I'm trying to remember what I read, but it was really interesting. Huh. So if you're interested in going further in that, take what do a you look call at it? that. Say it again. I, say, I call it lithomancy. L-I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, how would you say it? I don't know. I can't see it, so oh. I can't. Yeah, I think lithomancy. That's, that's what that's I'm a, saying. That's, that's a what good I'm one. saying yeah. right now. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. It yeah. happens sometimes. Yeah, we're not experts. We're not. Veronica and I have a lot of knowledge between the two of us. And that being said, we are always learning more. Mm-hmm. There's so much in this world to learn about everything. But just about, you know, with, like – and I don't want to say witchcraft, but maybe that is the right term. Um, but all these different techniques that kind of are utilized in paganism and some types of spirituality and um, and the origins of those and the cultural background. of I mean, there's just mm-hmm. so much depth and so much to learn. And we are always open to learning more, which we are like every day learning yeah. more. So we have a lot to share and we have a lot to learn. <laughs> so forgive us if we've misspoken. Yes. And, and and if you have information that you would like to share, we would love to love hear from to you. Hear so please feel free to drop an email anytime at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. And we'll be sure to get back to you. And, you know, again, would love to hear from you. And then to close up here, let's uh, pull a card in a rune. All right. You want to get a card? Yeah. And I'm going to pick from my rune. You know, I'm going to use my animal spirit deck here. So we'll use an oracle card. And so the question we'll ask this week is, what is the information that would best serve our community right now to ponder? So I'm pulling an animal spirit card here, pulling out the crocodile. I got a rune here and I picked perthro, meaning... It's like a cast of the dice. It's kind of what its um, its definition is, which is um, this idea of the fates of um, what is already fated to be, what is already already written that will happen. Um, so, my interpretation of that is that this week um, anything goes, and something might happen. And if it happens, it's been fated to happen. That's my <laughs> that's my interpretation. Is go with like, it. Like the runes, go with the flow. Kind of go with the you know. It's it's this is what's written in the stars already. You oh, know, okay. it's it's already going to be, and it's also a place of of um you know. So it's un it's the unknown as well. Mm-hmm. 
So you may be in this place of, I don't know. And then that leads us to the crocodile, Emily, that might clarify. So the crocodile is all about resting, submerging, collecting energy, and cooling off. The crocodile reminds us to step back from the external world and turn inward. Now is not the time for decisions, action, or discussion. The crocodile's mantra is wait. This doesn't mean lying around hoping life's challenges will disappear. The crocodile is much smarter than that. It means intentionally withdrawing, gathering our awareness, observing, and building energy. Fill up the vital reserve so your next move comes from a place of wisdom and power. So that feels like it ties in to what you're talking about. Exactly. Like this is a place of you might not know. So maybe you don't want to make that decision. Maybe you want to sit in the unknown. What is this? What is this? Pull your energy inward and be still. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) All right, wise women and men. Thanks for joining us this week. And we'll be back with you next week. Look forward to talking to you then. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.